0: Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Jackie Sanders, Chief Editor of RDH Magazine, and today I am joined by Yanira Casasola. Hello, Yanira. How are you today? Hi, good
1: morning, Jackie. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So to our listeners, Yanira and I met last year or this year at RDH Evolution. Yeah. Time flies, you know. <laughs> so we're going to just talk a little bit about your career path because it is pretty amazing, Yanira. So do you want to just kind of tell our listeners about what you did in hygiene school and what you've done since then?
1: Of course. Well, again, thank you so much for having me and for this opportunity. So I am a registered dental hygienist here in the state of California. And prior to becoming a hygienist, I actually worked as a dental assistant for many years. My (laughs) career started back in 2008 as a dental assistant. And as I was working in, in the dental assistant field, I realized that I really wanted to do a lot more hands on with the patients that I had a, the opportunity to come across. And a lot of that came through my public health work, where I worked with federally qualified clinics, where I really had the chance to work with underserved populations adults and children. And it really motivated me to want to go to school part-time. I used to go to school at night to complete all those amazing prerequisites. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so that took a couple years. It was a slow process, but I finally made it to a hygiene school and I attended here in uh, West L.A. Community College. I just want to give them a shout out because they're an amazing program here. It's a community college setting, but with a bachelor's degree education. And um, I really had the opportunity to fully immerse myself in the public health aspect of hygiene, although I was, you know, learning how to become a hygienist. I had the opportunity to work with the homeless population, under-resourced children through the program, and it really motivated me to just think... I was already thinking, like, what do I do after I get my (laughs) hygiene license? Which is, I know, it's crazy, (laughs) because we can't only think about what we're doing then. Continual learner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the reason why is because here in California and specifically West LA College, they have the extended functions hygiene license, which is called alternative practice, in which we're allowed to provide preventative dental hygiene services without the direct supervision of a dentist. We're able to own our own business and travel to on-site settings depending on whatever population you want to focus on. So it's really an amazing extension of our hygiene license here in California. So that's really what motivated me to always think I want to do more. Yeah. Fast forward to getting my dental hygiene license. I worked as a clinical hygienist for about a year. And I went directly into getting that extended alternative practice license through the West LA, which took about five months, and passed the board the law and ethics. And and really it's just been like a dual kind of path for me where I'm in still in private practice a couple of days a week and now only down to one, where I'm really now enforcing my own business, my alternative practice license and really pushing for preventative care on settings outside of the regular traditional dental office. So that's really where I'm at right now. It's been two years that I've officially, you know, owned my own practice and that I started my practice. And it's, it's been a slow process just because really it takes a lot of commitment on our our my end to really educate administration like school districts, public health settings that you know these services are available to under-resourced children or families or you know and just really trying to open those doors for providers like myself and really educate the community so you
0: are a continual learner that yes. that is what there is because When I met you, and since then you've completed it, not only are you an RDHAP, but you also acquired your master's in public health. Right. And yeah, so that is quite an achievement. So when we met, you attended RDH Evolution in July with 40 plus other members. What did RDH Evolution provide you with to support your learning?
1: Um, at the time, I was going into my last semester of my MPH program, and really, it was just uh, such a such a motivation booster that I needed, like for that last <laughs> stretch. Honestly, because it was amazing to engage with amazing speakers like yourself, but with other hygienists that were, you know, doing kind of, you know, in the same footsteps or already have done what you know I'm trying to do, but in different states. So it was just nice to hear from everybody to sit through the lessons and really the engagement. And it I think the most important thing is it really pushed me to network. And that is such a crazy thing for me to say because we know how to talk to our patients, right? But (laughs) sitting in a room full of really successful, amazing people You just really feel intimidated personally. And it really just made me feel like I needed to, I was there and I really needed to push myself to get to know different people. And it was just a little bit of everything educational. It was, it helped me, you know, communicate with others and just really give me that ease that we're
0: really all there for the same purpose and
1: just wanna
0: grow. I don't think you're the only attendee that, well, I know that you are not the only attendee I've heard that from. As you said, as, as hygienists, we are excellent one-on-one communicators, mm-hmm. but you put us in a room with a bunch of fellow colleagues, and it can be very intimidating to us. I've lived it myself. I still live it every once in a while. So I commend you for taking that step and and learning how to put yourself out there to join other individuals. But since then, since you did that, the sponsors of RDH Evolution selected the RDH Community Connections members this year, and you were selected as an RCC for 2024. So how does that make you feel? Honestly, I was in
1: shock. (laughs) And I thought, someone's pranking me. No, just kidding. I was thinking, wow, you know, I I was, I couldn't believe that out of stepping out of my comfort zone, getting on a plane and flying to Nashville, and you know, just not knowing what to expect out that this would come out of it. It's just one of the many, you know, awesome, just products of attending but I was very thankful and as I continued to learn of what that really meant it's just such a huge privilege and it continues to motivate me to, yes, because I have yeah. this platform where I can speak about you know what I'm doing
0: particularly but hopefully motivate others so it's exactly a, mm-hmm. yeah I'm those who know me know I'm a firm believer in timing mm-hmm. and I always believe you know we land where we're supposed to be at the perfect time. We may not know it. I mean, you pushed yourself, you pushed yourself to that edge where you're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you stepped over the edge and, and look what you've done. It's just been amazing. And it's, it's been so fun meeting you. And I can't wait to work with you through 2024 because I do believe you're going to inspire a lot of other hygienists who have that passion for public health and are just trying to figure out where they fit in. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, 10 minutes on these podcasts goes very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder if you have any motivational words or anything you would like to say before we tell our listeners goodbye.
1: Yeah, I actually, I think that if you have the slight... Inclination or just thought of wanting to set a foot out of the a private practice and you want to engage in something different, whether it's public health or writing or whatever it might be, connect. Connect with that one person that you always see on your Instagram feed that looks super friendly, that is approachable, and just reach out and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. I would love to connect. That's really where it started for me. I, I was able to connect with an amazing colleague and from there just really use her as a as a mentor and as a motivation. And here I am. So just want to encourage you to follow, to not shut down that little voice that says to try something new in our career because we're, we could do it. Yeah.
0: Thank you. You are a great inspiration. So thank you so much for jumping on here today. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. And for those who might be interested in RDH Evolution, you can just go to rdhevolution.com. Or you can reach out to me, Jay Sanders at endeavorb2b.com. So, Unira, thank you so, so much. I know you've got a busy afternoon ahead of you. And to all of our listeners, thank you for spending this time with us and hope to see you soon. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of RDH Magazine Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this interview. Hit that subscribe button and join us next Thursday for another conversation with Jackie Sanders. Find us on social media, visit our website, and sign up for one of our amazing newsletters to keep up to date with your profession. Hygienists come for the education, but stay for the community. See you next time.